Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get to, but real quick, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Also, don't forget today's episode is presented to you by the amazing people over at Sugar Fire in Westminster, as well as Superbook Sports Colorado. In fact, you can refer a friend and earn a $50 bonus this season with Superbook Sports. Superbook is the most trusted name in sports wagering, and you don't want to miss the refer a friend bonus. I love referring friends, okay? Uh, All you need to do is click on the refer a friend link under your profile in the Superbook app. Share the promo code with your friends, and you're going to get a $50 bonus for everyone who registers using your code. So win money wagering and win money referring this season with Superbook Sports. Go ahead and visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Before we get into headlines, i got to tell you what's going on, okay? So we're getting a new roof at the house. My wife just kicked me out of my studio. She's much smarter than me, and she deserves the studio space because she can't be up in her office because of all the the banging noises from the roof. So I'm here at the Stoned Appetite Studios in in Denver. It's essentially like an old-school Denver house. Like, you imagine, like, an old-school house, just huge backyard, just (laughs) kind of small, small rooms, but just... Just a well-built house. It, it's it's nice. So I thank Kip Wilson and crew for uh, allowing me to come over here and and do the show. But what I'm sitting on right now in the living room in their their studio in the basement is some old like 1970s furniture. Very nice. Reminds me of growing up. I actually grew up uh, for a couple of years down in Inglewood, and this house reminds me of that where. Like I said, huge backyard and just kind of a compact home. But the furniture, like with flowers on it, I'm sitting on an orange couch. Uh, There's a bong on the table. It's fun. (laughs) There's some weird looking hairy guy in in the corner of the room like a doll. Not an actual man. That would be weird if I'm sitting here doing the show and there's just some random guy just staring at me. That that would be something, but... It, it's not that, so I, I really do appreciate Stone Appetite for uh, lending me their studio, and it, it's just a nice, relaxing, cool place. So, but I do got uh, this morning. I was I dropped off my kids, and I wanted to bring this up before I got into the headlines too. Is I'm sitting there, and I what I do every morning for Mile High Sports is I edit a video with Kim Becker. It's kind of like her daily sports take on what's going on in Colorado sports and I'm sitting there after I drop off my kids and I just sit there and I I edit mainly because the traffic there is so bad because people are horrible drivers in school zones in fact like the school like sends out emails like once a month saying please do not do u-turns in the school zone (laughs) because it screws everything up this lady right in front of me does two u-turns almost hitting like children. I shouldn't laugh because it's messed up. And she did two U-turns in like 20 seconds. A woman whipped through the crosswalk as kids were just finishing crossing. She, I kid you not, there's a yield sign in the middle of the road. A yield sign. It's like stands up in the middle of the road that they put there on the crosswalk. And she just whips right through it about a foot away from clipping a kid. 
so freaking annoying. And so many people just speed through. Like that lady that did that on the crosswalk. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and she's just like oblivious to what she just did. Like these these children going to school are such an inconvenience. And th- then what was funny is like with all the chaos of that whole school zone area, it, it just blew my mind when I'm looking over and I'm like, why is this lady having her kids just not even like the crosswalk is like 30 feet away and she's just like that's just too far let's just walk through the busy road where chaotic drivers are constantly she just lo- walks them across and then like people are slamming on their brakes so freaking annoying so annoying i don't understand people i don't understand people what i do understand is we need to jump into some headlines let's go let's go and now So Kiss, you know the band Kiss, uh, they played their final concert the other day, like live, right? But they announced like shortly after that they're going to still rock out via their avatars. That's the world we're in now, guys, where you can literally just put, you know, a hologram on stage and people will still pay for it. So Kiss is actually... They actually had their avatars do the encore in their final concert. It was on screen, but I imagine eventually what they're going to do is they're going to have the avatars on an actual stage. And it's going to be like if you go to a concert, you're going to actually see what looks like them on the stage. Would you go to a concert like that? I know it's just wild to think about, but would you pay the prices that you pay via Ticketmaster to go sit down and and watch which which is basically a recording of them i wouldn't that makes no freaking sense i know taylor swift and a few others are doing that movie theater concert uh i know queen is has one coming up and i think we're going to go to that because my son loves queen so much but it's going to be with freddie mercury and i believe it's from a concert where they were in montreal or something like that as long as the, the cost isn't too expensive, I appreciate that, I guess, a little bit more than going to a huge venue and sitting down and watching a bunch of cartoons, essentially, uh, perform. Am I, am I weird on that? Especially if they don't knock the price down dramatically. But why would you want to go to a concert at, say, Ball Arena, a.k.a. The Sack, and... <laughs> I just don't understand why you would want to go pay all the the cost. You got parking, you got all the jacked up prices for concessions, as well as the the ticket. It doesn't make sense to me. This also just reminds me that I would prefer to just stay at home and listen to music on my on my radio or or on my Alexa or something like that. Save the money. Plus. You can go to the bathroom whenever you want and not have to worry about a line. And you can make yourself a sandwich. You can order food to go. I wouldn't suggest you have DoorDash deliver it to you because of all the stories I've told you recently about DoorDash. But you see my point. It's a lot more convenient and you're going to save a lot of money. But I can totally see this being the new trend, especially with the I, I can definitely see the movie theater one. Because that, it is a real concert. It's really that person, like, say, Taylor Swift or, or whoever, doing the concert. 
but you're you're paying a fraction of the cost. You don't have to go to a big venue, and it's a little bit more intimate. Not a, not that bad of a, a deal. My wife went to that with my daughter, and she's they loved it. And I and I wouldn't mind doing that if like Garth Brooks did that at AMC theaters. I would go see it. Why not? Why not? But you let me know. DeHuffPodcast at gmail.com. A recent study says idiots are optimistic. So don't be an optimistic prick. Nobody likes you. Always look at the negative. That's the way I look at things. So excessive optimism is associated with lower cognitive... cognitive. I can't even say the word because I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, skills such as verbal fluency, <laughs> fluid reasoning, numerical reasoning, and memory. Unrealistic financial expectations driven by excessive optimism can lead to high consumption, debt, and business failures. Individuals with higher cognitive ability are better at balancing optimism with realism in important decision-making processes. Yeah, that makes total sense. Do you have those people that you work with and and they're just like way too optimistic? They're like, this is going to work. No, it's not. And let me tell you why. Well, no, Scott, it's going to work, okay? Let's believe in this. You can believe all you want, but let's look at reality. It's going to fail, (laughs) okay? Just one of those things. It's fine to be optimistic, but you have to live in reality. And there's way too many people that are just like, no, I don't want to be negative. Let's just lean on the side of hope. No, no, no. You know who does that? Dipshits. Don't be a dipshit. Don't be overly optimistic. <laughs> that being said, don't be a negative Nancy and be like, this isn't going to work for everything. <laughs> Nobody likes those people either. <laughs> Although it is funnier to be super negative and see <laughs> when people get upset with you. It, like what I'll do that to people. They'll be like, uh, let, let's go ahead and do this. I think this would be a great idea. And you just be like, nah, no, it just doesn't feel right. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but there's people that do it the opposite way too. They're like, this is going to work. Why? How? I don't know. I just have a feeling. Well, feeling <laughs> doesn't help right now. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> okay. So today at work, I'm giving you a pass to be, you know, anti-optimistic, whatever that is. <laughs> You're like, Scott, you're a moron. But seriously, there's way too many. Start really paying attention to that at your at your job site. How many times do people say something's going to work when they, they just don't have anything to back it up? It's really frustrating. You're like, no, you need, you need concrete evidence of which direction is going to work or not. And if it's going to fail, you need to rethink it. Just don't go in there with hope. It's like with the Denver Broncos. You want them to do well. But they're not going into a game going, well, I just think it's going to work. No, you got to practice. You got to put in the work and you got to map out a a great game plan. You can't just go in there and be like, guys, I have a feeling about this. We're going to (laughs) win. Okay, sure. Uh, Speaking of winners, the holidays are here. It's freaking insane. You can get your holiday order in by Wednesday, December 20th at Sugar Fire in Westminster. If you do that, you're going to be golden. They got whole smoked turkeys that you can get. You can get a whole smoked beef tenderloin. Oh, my God, that sounds amazing. 
because it has horseradish cream sauce and a jus. Oh, ho, 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 ho. you can get dinner packs that has turkey with gravy, uh, uh, fancy potatoes, fancy green beans, and let's see, caramel pecan, uh, applesauce, cornbread with honey butter, choice of pie, all of that stuff. Uh, they got all those special deals. You can even just get the, the sides in pints, quarts, or gallons. It's amazing. You can even get the cornbread if you just want it like a pan of like cornbread like 12 of them or a pan of like 24 oh you can get that as well they you can even buy a whole chocolate pecan pie it's amazing what you can get at sugar fire for the holidays they're going to take over so you can chill and relax and you know it's near the end of the year you gotta give yourself give yourself something man give yourself a break you deserve it so go ahead and place your order you can call them at 720-639-4903, or you can visit them in store, 144th and Orchard Parkway on the south side of 144th, Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. Real quick about Sugar Fire, I went there last night to do the Monday Night Football appearance, and I'm talking to the guy Declan. If you go in there, Declan's the guy with the, with the big beard. I was like, Declan. Dex, I don't call him that, but it would be funny if I did. I was just like, what would be a good burger or meal that I could get a video of so I can post it on social media? And he's like, how about the Bronco burger? We do that. That's like every Tuesday they have a, a special. That's their special. So it's like brisket. Oh, my God. So beautiful. So beautiful. Two patties for uh, burgers. Bacon. And then I think it was like a sweet sweet barbecue sauce, pickles, so freaking delicious. And he he makes it for me. I sit down, start to eat, and he comes back over like a minute or two later. He's And he does the same thing. Every time he sees me eat, he always says the same thing. Oh, my God, how did you eat that so fast? And then he's like, I've been here for like, it was almost like he wasn't smoking, but it, in my mind when I replay it, he is. And he's just like smoking a cigarette in the corner going, in all my years of working here, I've never seen anyone down a burger that fast. I was like, boom, you're welcome, because I'm a man. <laughs> it was so good, so good. Um, This is bizarre. There's a grocery store in the UK called Aldi, I believe it is, is pronounced. And this person had a job interview with them, and it went a little weird. This is what she said. My relative recently interviewed at Aldi for a position in store, and then later that day she was asked to partake in a Zoom meeting in her home and was asked to do push-ups, sit-ups, and star jumps. I guess star jumps are the jumping jacks. To show her fitness level. And she said, is this really a part of the interview process or just an overzealous manager? She asked, well, it depends. Was the, the manager's camera turned off? Cause that might be meaning he's touching himself. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> if he's like, go ahead and start doing some pushups. And then all of a sudden the camera goes off. <laughs> I'd be like, no, no, I'm done. I'm done. Have you ever heard of that before? It kind of makes sense in a, in a weird way. I don't think that you should have to do push-ups, sit-ups, and stuff like that. 
But I mean, you usually like when you fill out an application, they ask you, you know, can you lift over 30 pounds or 50 pounds, whatever it is. Now, here's the crazy thing. According to multiple people that work at Aldi, they say this is a legit thing they do because they want to make sure that people can actually physically do the job. As somebody that used to work at a grocery store back in the day when I was between 16 and 18, I, I, I worked at Safeway. And there's a lot of times where you do have to do physical work. I mean, it's it's not just sitting there checking out groceries and, and sacking groceries. There's a lot of stuff you got to do, especially if you work in a department. You got to be, uh, you know, chucking along um, big old milk crates filled with milk. It's one thing if it's empty, <laughs> but if it's full, that shit's heavy. So that I, I get it. I get why they would want to make sure that you're you're good. That's just a little weird, just a little bizarre. And it's funny too because before I came over here to the Stoned Appetite Studios, I was in the King Supers parking lot because I was trying to figure out where the heck I was going to go. And I'm kind of putting the, the show together today, and I see the people pushing in carts. Well, back in the day, what back in the day, back in the day when I used to push push in carts, you know, we would try to see how many we could push in at once. You know, there would be times we'd have like thirty carts, and we'd have customers like in awe of it. They'd be like, "Oh, let's see if he can do it or she can do it." And listen, the ladies were just as competitive as the guys. It was a lot of fun, and we used to push in a shit ton of carts. Now, now. <laughs> I, I'm looking over, and every time I'm in a in a grocery store parking lot, I see the same thing. They always have some sort of uh, motorized assistant with it. It's like this little cart that they attach to the beginning, and they get a you know strap on there, and then then they push it in. It takes no physical effort. <laughs> it's so frustrating. We used to take so much pride in, in seeing how many we could push in, and you know it was awesome. So much fun. Now everybody's all pussies and just can't push in like 10 carts on their own. It's like, really? Come on. Come on. I bet if I did that, they would be just in awe as far as the workers would be like, I didn't think it could be done. <laughs> Where's the motor? Where's your motor on that? Be like, I don't have a motor, dickhead. It's my body. I'm strong like an ox. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, people. If you ever worked at a grocery store before all that motorized stuff, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Now, I get it because there's probably a, a lot of people that hurt themselves. And it probably is less wear and tear on the carts because when you got 30 of them and you're trying to make that turn into the entryway at the grocery store, you're probably jacking up the wheels. We're probably the ones that screwed up the wheels for everybody. <laughs> I don't care. Don't care. Bring it back. <laughs> oh, good times. But anyway, if you're man, if you're man, if you're trying to get a job and they're like, "Hey, go ahead and um, why don't you go ahead and start doing some push-ups? Make sure you're facing the camera, though." <laughs> it, you might be a little bit cautious. It's like, nah, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So there's a restaurant in Nagoya, Japan, where you can actually...
actually go in there and pay the waitresses to slap you in the face for an extra 300 yen, which equates to only $2 American. Well worth it if you're into that type of shit. If you want a good meal and just get beat up a little bit, hey, head to this restaurant. Why not? (laughs) So basically, a woman will come up to you, stone-faced, wearing her kimono, and they will slap the, the customer in the cheeks, and they'll keep doing it over and over again until, you know, you're done. I, I don't know how many uh, how many slaps you get for two bucks. I would think it'd be one, but apparently you could get multiple. And you can even request a backhanded slap. Dude, I'm sorry. I know that this is uh, it's fairly popular with the locals and tourists. But let's be honest, that's mostly a, a a locals thing. I see that a lot. There's a lot of weird stuff, weird fetishes over in the Japan area. I you've seen it. There's people that are like they uh, they work themselves to the bone, and they're. I've seen what, what is it? There's you can buy a just like a half a woman to snuggle with. It's like a, like a pillow that you can snuggle with. And, and there's all these other things. It's, it's, I'm not surprised. I'm just going to say that. So here's what's crazy about this restaurant. They opened up in 2012, but they were in danger of closing, closing. Their business wasn't doing that well. And out of just pure necessity, they're like, what can we do? Well, a bunch of guys here like to get slapped in the face, then eat a burger. So let's do that. So that's what they did. So they started doing this stunt, I guess you could say, and business went through the roof. It even became so popular that they had to just like double, quadruple their their staff because there was so much demand for the restaurant now. So here's the rules, though. The waitress has to be female. But if a customer wants to request a specific waitress to slap them, they have to pay 500 yen or $3.40 American. See, what's funny is like it's not that expensive. When I first saw this, when I first saw the the yen part, I'm like, ooh, 300 yen. That's got to be expensive. Probably, you know, 20 bucks American. No, it's $2. That's not bad. If you listen, if you get your rocks off by somebody punching you in the face, it, you know, uh, an attractive woman, sure, fine, whatever. Go to that restaurant. <laughs> Just it's bizarre. I don't understand it. Like so many things in life, I don't understand it. It's not my, you know, cup of tea. But if it's yours, good for you. That's <laughs> so bizarre. I remember, what was that restaurant here in Denver? Oh, I can't remember. Trail Dust. Wasn't it Trail Dust, something like that? Where if you went in there wearing a, a tie, like a business tie, part of their thing is they'd go around and they'd cut your tie off with a pair of scissors and then, you know, nail it to the wall. I mean, I get it. It's gimmicky. Everything I've heard was the food was okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. But you're paying for the atmosphere, this this crazy thing. I don't know if I would want somebody to hit me in the face, 
But I like the idea of like what trail dust used to do and cut off the tie. So you would just go in there. If if you knew you're going there, uh, you just wear a crappy tie, a tie that you don't really like. Somebody gave it to you, your kids, fucking kids do a half-assed job at Christmas and get me a fucking tie. Boom, I'm going to wear it to trail dust so they can cut it off and slap it to the wall. It's fine. It's a good experience. It's something you can say you did. But that being said, going back to the whole, you know, restaurant in Japan, I don't know. I don't see myself (laughs) doing this. So crazy. Oh, my God. Hey, real quick, somebody was asking me about the the Broncos lost to the Texans. Uh, all, I, all I'll say is when I was on with the final word the other day before the Broncos game, I said this is one of those things where, yes, the Broncos were on a winning streak, but you just can't rest. You can't go into a game thinking it's going to be easy because so many people were like, yeah, it's the Texans. Uh, C.J. Stroud, you know, it's I don't believe the hype. Well, here's the thing. They went in there and they didn't lay the hammer down. It seemed like they went in there a little soft. You got to go into these games rock hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Take some Viagra. I don't care what you have to do. Chad Ochocinco used to take Viagra before a game so you get the blood flowing. I don't care what the hell you got to do, Broncos, but you need to up your game when you take on the Chargers. I expect the Broncos to take on the Chargers and beat the, sh- uh, the snot out of them. They're in L.A. It doesn't matter because there are no, there's no such thing as a L.A. Chargers fan. So the Broncos go in there. It's going to be like a second home field because most of our fans will travel there. And they need to lay the hammer down. Put this loss to the Texans behind them and go out there and be explosive. Now, here's the problem. There was a, there was a few drop passes early on, one to Cortland Sutton, one to uh, Marvin Mims Jr., and they would, would have been huge freaking plays. There was a couple of those, if not more. Those were just like the first, I want to say, first drive for the Broncos. Here's the thing. The Broncos need to capitalize it on that stuff. Russell Wilson needs to make sure he's seeing the open guys because there's plenty of times like Jerry Judy, wide freaking open, and you're, he's just not seeing them. Part of that problem is the offensive line's not giving him that much time. There's a lot of little problems, and they're starting to reemerge again. But the thing is, I'm, I'm still not down on the Broncos. I think they can still come back, end up you know, squeaking into the playoffs. But they got to freaking tighten their shit up. They got to be better on third downs. There's a lot of stuff. They got to, you know, stifle the run game of whoever they're playing. So I think the Broncos bounce back against the Chargers. That's that's what I'm getting at right now. I don't see them going in there and losing. I feel like if the Broncos go in there embarrassed at the fact that they they lost to the Texans, I think the loss to the Texans could be a good thing. It may, you know, humble them bring them back to earth and be like, guys, 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 we're in jeopardy of going back to where we were the first six games. We don't want to do that. Let's get our shit together, go out there and be efficient. And it starts with the, on the, on the line and it goes to Russell Wilson, Russ, you got to pull your head out of your butt. If you see somebody open uh, or covered, you need to check all your guys. Come on, man. You can't be letting Jerry Judy get, uh, be wide open and you don't even fucking throw to him. It's ridiculous. But that being said, I still believe in the Broncos. Uh, I want to see them do well, and I expect them to win coming up against the Chargers. Hey, thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. Really appreciate it. 
hopefully it sounds okay. Uh, like I said, I'm in a basement of a studio. And I saw the plans for what this is going to be like here shortly in like a month. It's going to be super legit. I might have to just like con my way into coming down here more often, but very cozy. Uh, as I look at the Sonic Bloom bong in front of me. But anyway, uh, you guys have an amazing day. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster. Go ahead and check them out. 144th and Orchard Parkway on the south side of uh, 144th. Also, big thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. Have an amazing day. I'll talk to you next time.